My name is Roy DK. My name is Roy. Yeah. It rhymes with toys. Yeah. 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 I don't drink soy. Milk. But I'm a boy. My name's not McCoy. (laughs) So let's go to Troy. My name is Roy. Or else rhymes with Roy. That's perfect. Just you can leave it there. Everybody, welcome back to Your Story Matters. We are back. This is it. You are here. You thought I was gone, but I'm not. We're still doing this. It sounds like I'm doing a spoken word, but I'm not. I promise. I'm just excited. Guys, this is season two of Your Story Matters, and I wanted us to start off right. My friend Roy DK is on the first episode of season two. It is going to be phenomenal. Guys, his story is intense. It is a tearjerker. But Roy is an awesome, just sweet guy. You'll love getting to know him. At the end of the episode, we'll talk about how you can get to connect with him a little bit more. That way you can follow along with his journey because his story ain't over and neither is yours. Your story really does matter. And I'm hoping that in season two, you gain a little bit more perspective and you see why your story matters through these extraordinary people and their stories as well. We have evangelists on this season. We have singers for Braves games on this season. We have truckers on this season. It's going to be incredible. You're just going to learn from a whole lot of different people. You're going to hear awesome stories and not just that, but some great conversations. And uh, you'll get to hear a little bit more uh, about me as well, if that's something you're into. And if not, I, I don't know. Maybe you're just here for the guest, and that's fine. That's why I do this, and I don't do a show all by myself because I wouldn't really know what direction that would go. Anyway, I'm rambling. I'm just excited to be back on season two. I hope you are as well. Don't forget, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Look us up on Instagram at YSM Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Your Story Matters and find that little yellow story logo. I hope you are as excited as I am. Don't forget to rate the show five stars and share with the world how excited you are. Share these episodes too. If something really stuck out to you, uh, share it and let people know, hey man, y'all need to get to know this person that was on Your Story Matters. But without any further ado, let's jump into the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the YSM Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Williams. Today, I have a brand new guest. I'm super excited. His name is Roy DK. He is a musician. He does a lot of musical type things. He sings all over the place. Uh, Honestly, he can sing anything. He's had some singles come out that you're going to hear about at the end of this podcast. But not only is he a singer, is he a musician? He is great with marketing. He has got an incredible story. And he just recently started a clothing company that you're going to hear about at the end of this as well, which I'm personally super pumped about. And he's also sort of in school for medical stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're I'm still trying to figure that out, but right now I am. So right now are you a doctor? I'm not. Okay. Well, I'm going to eliminate a lot of these questions about <laughs> doctors. Now, uh Roy is really cool. He's been a friend of mine for about 4 years. We met in Atlanta at uh <clears throat> this uh church thing called North Point. And this church thing called North Point. <laughs> there you go. Um, 
so anyway, that's how we met. He is awesome. Roy, say hello to the people. Oh, what's up, guys? I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I am, too. I'm glad you're here. This, I've been wanting this to happen for a long time. Same here. Yeah, we were supposed to do this like maybe four weeks ago. <laughs> Honestly, I wanted to do this four years ago, oh, but well. I, I guess right now but will work. everything happens for a reason. That's true. Hey, there you go. Hey, that could be a bumper sticker somewhere. Yeah. Is it, is it not already? <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> Roy, Roy and I, uh, so Roy, at the time of this recording, we were supposed to do this actually tomorrow, uh, mm. but Roy and I met up, we got some coffee, we started talking about everything, and I was like, dude, let's just do this now. Basically, everything let's just do it. we did at Starbucks, we're just going to do now. Yeah. So we're just going to repeat it, which is fine. I think the people need to hear about your story, because if I could just kind of set this up, and then yeah. you'd just run with it, honestly, because yeah. I, when I met Roy, I heard that he had a, kind of a really... Honestly, an intense story would be an understatement with his family. And um, so when I met him, we wanted to do a sort of mini documentary. Uh, a friend and I wanted to do one on him. And so we kind of filmed some stuff of him sharing his story in Atlanta. But uh, honestly, that was, I mean, dude, what was that, like 4% of your story? And we probably filmed for not that an long. hour. Yeah, no. I mean... I guess that was long, but not. I mean, that's not well, long we filmed for, for an story, hour. Yeah. It ended up being like five minutes worth of yeah, yeah, content. Yeah, but uh, it's really intense. So anyway, a few years back, Roy and I sat down at another coffee shop in Carrollton, and uh, I let I just said, "Dude, just tell me everything." And so we probably sat there for two hours, and he told me so much. And then he, when we got done, you were like, "And that's not all, but it's been two hours." <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember what I. What all I told you. I don't. I mean, it's been a long time, and some of it gets confused. But I think because <laughs> now I'm like, dude, I don't even know what happened, but yeah. a lot did. So um, I don't know. I, I kind of just want you to just share some of it. Just kind of share where you come from, where your family comes from, and kind of that situation. Yeah. And then we're just gonna talk. I, I mean, I think I think people that are listening could benefit a lot from what you're doing now, yeah, yeah. and then what you've come from, what your family's come from, and then I want to talk about at the end of it. Um, this clothing company that also has to do with where you've come from. Yeah. So I, I so what we talked about that day in the coffee shop. Um, yeah. So my dad passed away in Nigeria and it was, I was here at West Georgia in school and I wasn't told, I was not told when he got passed, when he passed away. Um, but it was, I was told on father's day cause I was at my friend's family's house. Um, but yeah, it was tough. But after then, it just became, man, it became like a hurricane for our family because, I mean, it's this thing that happens so commonly in poor countries. When the man dies, the woman loses her social rights. I mean, you have the in-laws fighting over property and stuff that don't belong to them, that might belong to the wife. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, my mom went through a lot of stuff. She got... I mean, we we didn't we haven't even buried the my dad's body yet because uh, his family ended up stealing the body from us to try to all for money, all for just how to long control. Ago was this? Man, that was in oh man, that was in two thousand and eleven or twelve. Mm. Long time ago. Yeah, but yeah, we're still kind of dealing with that stuff. Wow. But probably more so, my mom in terms of the court case in Nigeria, which is hard to do because it's a little corrupt. So, sure. Uh, so, but yeah, she went through a lot as a woman in Nigeria and she was almost disgraced by his family. And 
they did steal her land because they had the papers and they resold a lot of her stuff that she had worked so hard for. Um, and man, I remember, so I, yeah, I remember that. I think what I told you, I remember going, we, we went to Nigeria to get his body and stuff and yeah. to try to find it. And it was like, my mom was so worried about my life that I had, it was like a movie. I had like all these policemen following me. Like I was royalty or something. Oh my gosh. But I had, and I had a journal cause I, I wrote all about this. I wrote, I wrote down every day. I journaled about it. But yeah, I, I had these men following me because I think if because I was the the heir to whatever belonged to my dad, as he was the fir- firstborn son, they probably would have wanted me dead. Mm. So my mom was very protective then, and so th- I did have. What did your dad do in Nigeria? <clears throat> well, I mean, he was. They, my parents lived in America, so they lived in at the time. I mean, we we moved from Dubai to Georgia. So we at first lived in Louisiana before. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. So he was just, he was self-employed. He had okay. his own business, but he wasn't like anything fancy in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was just a, he was just a regular old dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so this all happens. You come rolling in with a police force. Yeah. yeah. So then what takes place after that? So I remember writing about this in the journal i so we get to the mortuary where he's supposed to be laying like his body's supposed to be so i just remember it being very hot outside and very bright and i was with my uncle and my mom and my sister were behind me with the the a few of the family members and of course the policemen and i was told that i have to go in there i mean of course, my sister's not going to go in there. She's like, I mean, uh, my mom didn't want to. I, I don't I don't know if she did not want to do it, but I just felt like I knew I had to do it. So I walked in there with my uncle uh, from my mom's side. It was weird because I was looking over all these bodies, all these, <laughs> all these dead bodies. Wow. And I just remember holding my breath, not sure why, if I was just anticipating the smell or if I was holding my breath counting down the moments until I find my dad's body but I remember looking around and I thought I saw him wasn't him looked around and it just I didn't see anybody so then I did I told my uncle Victor I said let me just look one more time and I looked around and all the bodies laying preserved on the bed on the stone beds on the on the bottom of the floor and I didn't see him and that my heart kind of dropped, not necessarily for me, but I have to go out there <laughs> and tell everyone who's waiting on me that he's not in there. I have to tell my mom this. I have to tell my sister this. I have to tell the family who's supporting us. I have to tell everyone. It's like for a moment I felt like, I don't know, the, the king of a jungle and I have to report all this back to the village and so I came out and I didn't say a thing. <laughs> I just looked down to the ground, didn't did not look at my mom's face or my sister's face and I just shook my head. And you could I could just feel everyone's shoulders kind of kind of just slump. Like everyone's bodies just moved. Mm-hmm. But it was silent for a while. But and so and but yeah we that that trip to Nigeria we did not retrieve his body and we don't know exactly where it is from what I understand, but you know, I've kind of come to terms with it. And I just, 
I'm I'm okay because I mean it's I've just consoled myself saying that it's just a body right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a vessel that was supposed to be used on this earth, and right now that there's no soul in there. Right. So I've I'm okay with that. Mm. So in my mind, he's buried. Like in my in my heart, and I've come to terms. He's buried. He's good. He's okay. He's fine. Wow. So, how old were you when all this happened? I mean, it was 2011, and then you went back to retrieve the body. So, how, I mean, I think I was. Oh man, I was. I was young. I think I was. I think I was 19. Good lord. <laughs> so 19 years old, and yeah. you're basically shifting through a room of bodies to find your dad's body. Yeah, I grew up quick. I'm telling you. I mean, you had to. <laughs> I grew up here quick. Yeah, <laughs> and then you and then you walk out, and you're not only is it like well, first off, I have to look through a bunch of dead bodies to find my dad's dead body. Yeah, but let let's just pile on top of this and make it worse. We didn't find it. Yeah, and then you got to walk out, and, and I mean, you're like you're the man now. Like yeah. you're the man of this the situation. And culturally, I am the man of the house. That's now. what I'm saying. Dad, culturally, in Nigeria, I mean, you're yeah. quote unquote the man, and so and the fact that they would want to do any harm to you because of that yeah it's terrifying yeah it's it, it was like a movie because you see this you see this in like superhero movies like the villain you see all yeah. this stuff and you would never think that it would be you that would have to go through that right and it was as usual it's based on greed and pride and it was greed just for money mm-hmm. um which is unfortunate and it's funny what money can do to people but yeah. Wow. Is your mom in Nigeria now? So no, right now she's in Saudi Arabia. Okay. She is a she is a professor. She teaches business. So right now she's in Saudi Arabia. Um so I'm just taking care of everything here while she's there teaching and professoring or whatever she does best. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's doing good. So while you're in so how long have you been in the the kind of our area, the Carrollton West mm. Georgia area? Uh, can I say too long? <laughs> but I've heard that before from people. Uh, I, shoot, I've been here since 2009. Wow, okay. or 10 or something like that. Nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Wait, right? Yeah, 2009, 2010. Uh, yeah, I came here for West Georgia. But it's it's cool. It's grown. I love it for now. For now, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm I'm kidding. Anyone who's from Carrollton, I love it. <laughs> Some of these Carrollton people are like, "Oh, this kid <laughs> right here." I'll tell you, I love he's, West Georgia. Fired from any Carrollton job you'll ever get. In the <laughs> yeah, that's well. That's good luck. Um, I think that's it's crazy that someone with such an intense kind of like past. I mean, honestly, present. I mean, like, because I know there's still some things that you're involved in in that area, but yeah. to to be here and doing what you're doing yeah i mean how do you hold on to your i mean sanity because there are people that will go now everyone's different yeah but i mean there are people that go through way less that are just like Hmm. you know what i mean yeah i wouldn't say i I wouldn't say i always had it down i would say that there would be (laughs) should i admit this sure why not do it your story matters. i mean it's just it's just i don't like admitting uh emotional sides of me it's funny because i I want to care about people, but I also just want to be like a soldier, <laughs> a soldier. Sure. An but emotional anyways, soldier for other yeah, people. Yeah. I don't want you, I don't want you to see my emotions, but I would say that 
I noticed that every year when things got tough, I would just break down. Hmm. I would, and it would be, it'd be, I couldn't control it. It'd be like that once every year, almost around the same time. Uh, yeah, I'd just break down. And it, it'd be like around fall. And so I think, but how I'm like my mother in terms of, we just, we're, we're kind of like workaholics. So we drown ourselves in work. We drown ourselves in productive work and we try to stay busy, stay focused on something. I think that's what got me through. Cause I mean, <clears throat> when I found out when my dad passed away, it was the week of father's day. So that Wednesday, I remember like, I remember that day I, my, my best friend got a phone call and we were outside and I just had the feeling. I'm like, why is he walking over there with his head down on the phone? And is, why did he just why did he just start speaking in his low voice so I don't hear? So I knew, and it was stormy. So I had all these things in my head that was telling me. So that 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 weekend, uh, and I had a test. So I was in school. I had to go back to school after this Father's Day weekend. I was in summer school. So, um, but yeah, I just drowned myself back into <laughs> into schooling. Mm. And we just, you know, I mean, school or, you know, our work doesn't, we don't have, they don't really give you an excuse to to take a break. If you take a break, you fail. So I just had to keep mm-hmm. going. So do you find that it helps to stay distracted? Yes. Uh, yes. If I, yeah. Like, uh. let me, like if you didn't, if you weren't doing school and if you weren't working or doing all the ventures that you're doing, yeah, these businesses and all that. Ooh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'd be in a great place. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I find that, I mean, I'm that way. Like yeah. I, I have to distract my, yeah. I don't like silence. Yeah. I, I don't like, like you can ask my wife, like I, I have to, if, if the house is silent, I'm going to freak out. So you're one of those that sleep with the TV on. I'll sleep with the TV on. I got to have two fans on. <laughs> uh, like, I don't care. I, yeah. I'll have to have something white noise, yeah. just something in the background. Like yeah. I'll turn on the TV. Yeah. And not watch it. I just like the, the fact that it's on. The noise that something's there, the busyness calms you. Yeah, almost. Which is which is ins- which is a weird thing about. And I wonder what that is, you know? Because I, I mean, like I've had yeah. a. I mean, all things considered, like everyone goes through something. I'm a big believer in that. Your story matters, yeah. right? So everyone's story matters. But I haven't gone through some trauma. Yeah. So there's nothing that like I'm distracting myself from it, it, other than just life in general. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I think it's. I think a lot of people, like maybe psychologists or whoever might say, like, no, you need to face those things. I, I don't know that. I I don't yeah. know that they would say that. I am one they that might. says, like, listen, it depends on who you are. Yeah. And I'm someone that I just thrive when I'm not thinking about the things I need to to be doing constantly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't just sit in a swimming pool and just reflect on life because I'll freak out. Yeah. I think just, yeah, like you said, it depends on the person because um, some people will tackle it, tackle it head on, but some people need that time before they do that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess I've, because the way life has pushed me is pushed me to always be busy. Like, like, like when I said my dad passed away, I couldn't go to Nigeria to go see him. I had to go back to school. Mm. Uh, I had to jump back. And when I didn't, when we didn't get the body, school was starting back. I had to jump back in school and being in the fraternity, I had to jump back into all these things. And, uh, and I knew I wanted to, I was pursuing music then. So I had to jump back. I mean, the, it's, it's it's weird to say this, but it's almost like the world not necessarily doesn't care that you're in it, but like the world's moving fast pace. You and realize you, that time keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. No matter and you can you can stop all you want, but I mean, the world's even faster now than it was then, especially with social media and everything. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah. Have you found that music has been a good outlet for you? Yes, for sure. I <laughs> there there might be a few dark songs. <laughs> sure. But yeah, I feel like music has allowed me to express music has allowed me to feel different things that I might have been hiding or didn't want to confront. And also I feel like music has calmed me down. Music calms me down. As soon as I'm agitated or anything, I can write music. I can play a song and I'm just okay. Music also gives me adrenaline rush. I realized, I realized this this year that I sweat a lot on stage. Really? Yes. I never sweat. <laughs> yes. Just, but you only sweat on stage. I think it's it's the it's the it's the my body's excitement for music. Like I've noticed that. So I I tried wearing deodorant. Like antiperspirant doesn't work. Wow. Um. But yeah, it, music gives me a rush, and I'm thankful for that for that drug. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what are some things that you've you've done in music? <clears throat> oh well, you know I'm a Grammy Award winning. That's what I was, that was yeah, the next I've thing. Been, I mean, I've been on, I'm on every MTV Music Awards. You, that's didn't, right. you didn't see me host? Y'all didn't see that? <laughs> I saw. It. Uh, it was that YouTube video yeah, that yeah. you sent me. Yeah, it, it okay. was. Yeah, even looked like it was yeah. filmed with a potato. That one. Yeah, yeah, that, that one. one. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> the one with the cats. Yeah, the one that it was. The MTV's logo was drawn on a cardboard box. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. And oh, okay. I think you might have heard the cat go meow. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's then, just a part of it. <laughs> no, so <laughs> I haven't done anything. Uh, my anyways, I haven't done anything. I've done great stuff. I've done really cool stuff. I've been to places that I did not think I've. I never would have thought I. I would sing on a stage. I never thought I used to be so insecure, too shy. I, I, I'm still shy, but I'd, I'd be too shy to be on the stage. But I mean, I've sang national anthems for games. I I sing at churches. I've been able to perform at, perform my own songs with some friends of mine that we've written. So I've done things I would never actually thought were attainable back in the day. Mm. So, but I'm still going. I'm writing, writing a new song with my friend. Hopefully get it done. I'm excited to show everyone. But it's, I think it's a really good song. You you heard it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you can be I honest. I got the exclusive. Well, you can be honest if you don't like it. It's, no, I love it. Okay. I really do. It's kind of an emotional side of a something, but kind of poetic. I'm excited to see what he does. Mm-hmm. He's really talented, but yeah, we we met in at West Georgia, and he's a really good rapper. So I'm excited. I'm I'm in the music endeavor that I really love, and I'm excited to show you guys this when it gets done. <laughs> yes, I like that you're you're doing all this stuff because I, I mean you're super talented. I appreciate um, that. So like every time, that's why I've I mean for the last couple of years I've been like, man, y'all need to check out what Roy's doing because eventually. If you don't check him out now, you're, he's going to be one of those untouchables. Like, he's going to be out there doing this thing, and we're all going to be like, Roy, remember me? And he's like, ah. I don't forget about anybody. West Georgia? Uh, you, you, you were who? You were what now? <laughs> we met at what? Starbucks. Uh, but I really I, I really believe, like, Roy is killing it in the music game. My question if to for this, and, and to kind of go back to what you've gone through with your family, yeah. without... Like, were you going to pursue music before all that happened with your dad? Or was that something that drove you to do what you're doing now? Man, I remember always being in love with music. And it was my dad. Funny, it was my dad who made me more in love. I mean, he had everything from Garth Brooks, Shania Twain, Michael Jackson, the Beatles. I mean, this is the guy from Nigeria, from on the other side of the ocean. 
uh, from a village who was who loved music. I mean, he got me into Coldplay. Like, come on, like it's it's you uh, two, it's Elvis. So yeah, it, he made me love music, and I realized that I got that from him. Um, and when I was growing up, I'd always look at the award shows. I'd always practice their moves, their dance moves, and I'd always just imitate Michael Jackson, like every probably pop artist <laughs> has ever said. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so I it was always a thing for me. Uh, I remember, I think where it started though was in high school. I remember going to high school, Macintosh, and they wanted me to do, um, they wanted me to be a part of the choir, or was it the choir or chorus or that thing, like the Glee stuff. I was like, I'm not about the Glee life, so (laughs) I'm not gonna do this. But it was a a few football players and basketball players who were in there and they're like, yo, it's cool, just come do it with us. I was like, okay, fine, since you guys are asking, sure. And then these these girls were setting up like one of the first talent shows and they asked me, hey, Rory, we really want you to do something. And I was even more shy. Then I said, no, I don't I don't think I can. I just don't think I can. And they they said, Rory, just we just need we just need people just do something. And eventually I gave in. So then when I accepted, my brain started like working and thinking about ideas. So I put on this MTV like performance. Uh, it was like, at, I think I sing, I went from singing Chris Brown to Destiny's Child. I remember just the first segment, I was denied by every type of girl. So that was the thing. I was denied by every type of girl. And there was this, there was this point where I did this dance move that had glitter in my pocket. And I pulled it out. I blew a kiss at someone. And all this glitter flew out. And everyone was like, woo. <laughs> and I kept going. And all of a sudden, at the last time, the girl denied me. And I got sad. And that's when the Destiny's Child song, Emotions, came on. And then... And I started singing, and then the whole crowd was just going with it. And after that, after being forced to do, not for, well, yeah, they begged me to do it. And I was scared because I was shy, but they saw this different Roy. I feel like I can be on stage as like this guy who was confident, creative, and who, I, who I'm not normally am in real life. I'm a little bit more, uh, you know, to myself, reserved, but I did anything. I made it into this. Performance. I had people in, in the in the hallway who'd say, "How do you even come up with that MTV ish like thing?" Uh, and that was the start of it. It was like I I knew that every time I I presented something, performed something, it was I would be very um, I'd look into every detail, you know, just because I wanted people to focus on the message, the song, the story, and I fell in love with it. Then I was like, "Wow, I, this was the place where I be." became an artist i got to paint my own picture i got to paint a new kind of art and people enjoyed it i think that's one of the best feelings is when someone even better than money even though we all love money or like money or need money right (laughs) but it's a it's a very good feeling when someone says wow that was a good job Mm. because you know that no matter where it is uh no matter what stage no matter what kind of stage it is someone is coming there for those moments to enjoy a song, a vibe from the stage, and you, with those few minutes or an hour, how whatever wherever you're at in your career, music career, your goal, your job is to make those people forget about their own troubles. Because mm. everyone's got a everyone's got a story that matters. Everyone's got a story. Hey, that, preach. <laughs> everyone's got a story that they come from. But like for those few minutes and hours that they they're there they paid for whether it be they paid for in time they paid for money 
your job is to entertain them, make them feel good, make them hear the message that you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like and to be able to successfully do that for people, I think it's really awesome. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, well, you do a great job. I appreciate. That. And you have, and and I want to talk about your social media too because. Yeah. Um, you do really well at that. Now, yeah. a lot of people know I'm very passionate about using social media yes. for good. Yeah. And because uh, a lot of people have a negative connotation with it. I think yeah. it's all in how you relate to it yeah. and how you use it. Yeah. You know, because I think um, um, you ever heard, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, um, but I, I've talked about it before with, with people. But I have this theory where um, you ever meet people that are like, that are just real negative. Yeah. Real cynical. Yes. And even on social media. Well, especially social media. Yeah. But that's kind of my point is that like a lot of people, so you like a lot of people get offended when you say that they're being negative and then their response is always, no, I'm just being realistic. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that is just a relative term to your, whatever your reality is might be negative, but your negativity doesn't mean that my reality is negative. Yeah. Does that make sense? Your reality. Hold on. So like what I'm, what I'm saying is like, so, so like a cynic doesn't believe they're cynic. Yeah. They believe that they're just being real. Gotcha. I think they're, I think they are being real. I just think their reality is cynical. Their reality gotcha. is negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so where is my reality? Like when I'm, when I'm just straight up with somebody, it doesn't always mean I'm just going to be negative at you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. True. It, it might be like, 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 again, I'm always over complimentary. Everyone that <laughs> listens to this podcast always makes fun of me. They're like, yeah, dude, I heard how you complimented so-and-so 400 times. You know, and I'm like, I know, I'm sorry. But that's my reality yeah. is that, like, I genuinely believe in what in what you're doing. I genuinely believe in the guests that we've had and, like, yeah. their stories and why it matters and their ventures. And so that's my reality. So that not saying that – I'm not saying that they have negative lives. I'm saying that they look at life through a negative filter. Gotcha. And what they do with social media is the same thing. Dang. Yeah, and so when yeah. they look at social media, they're like, well, I hate, I hate, I hate Twitter <laughs> because of all those idiots on there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, you have control over who you follow on that Twitter. That's true. That is true. Yeah. You also have control over who you hang out with. Yeah. Just hit that unfollow button. Unfollow for an unfollow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. But anyway, that's, that's my soapbox. I'm sticking to it. Now, <laughs> what you do with social media, I think is great. Um, and I want to get to uh, your clothing stuff too. But I think um, you post your music a lot on yeah. social media. Yeah. Uh, where you're just singing in a room and, and you've, you've done your best to acoustically treat it with some yeah. blankets and stuff and all that. <laughs> I think it's great. Talk about that. Talk about how you use your music and you put it on social media for everybody to hear. Uh, well, I feel like social media is an easy place to put out stuff, especially when you want your friends to hear it and your family who are across the world. I, so, yeah, I just... I, they were, you know that you know that you have those people who are very interested in what you do. So that's who I do it for. Uh, I don't do it for the people who don't care. <laughs> but yeah, so I, every now and then I'll choose a song that I might be vibing to, and I'll you know set it up. I'll record in my room mainly because uh, you can. I have like a filter thing to do. But yeah, and I record it. Sometimes I'll get someone to help me out, and I just feel like it's a place I get to perform for free but for the people who i know who enjoy it yeah uh, i get to also challenge myself i i usually try to choose something that challenges me in a different way so i, I don't want the last cover to be the same whether it be visually or sound 
but I, I we all are our biggest critic, but I definitely do critique my work so that the next one's better. But yeah, it's it's a good practice ground and a good a good place for fun. Um, and I've been caring less and less. You you got to care less and less what people think about you. Oh because yeah. Because I think when I first started, I cared about you know what if what if I sound terrible or what if what if I just what if what, what if, if I, I don't get, sound no, as good as I think? What I if do? I get two likes? You know. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, just, do you ever hear people? Because what would make me nervous? Because I'm not a singer. I, I mean, I think I can carry a note every now and then. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes there are people. There are people on Instagram and on Twitter <laughs> and on Facebook that will post videos of themselves singing, which is like, like to each his own. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. It, listen, girl, if that's your thing, like, even though you can't sing, but you you want people to hear that joyful noise. <laughs> Then do it. Quote, unquote. Yeah, but I, I think some people genuinely think that they can sing. Yes. And they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But they can't. There it is. Um, so I, that would make me nervous. I'm like, what if only I think I can sing? And I got a bunch of yes men around me, and, and I really can't. Because yeah, in social media, yeah, yeah. people lose that kind of like face-to-face thing. So yeah. it's very easy to be like, hey, you suck. You yeah, know, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, okay, thanks for your honesty. I do. I do. I do show myself my stuff to people who are not going to just give me a yes. You do know who those people will be who will always give you a yes, but yeah. I, I still show them too, but I always will show someone who will give me a no because yes, you will find people who would just say yes just because they're your friend. And to yeah. me, to me, I, I, you know, you know my story. I've been through a lot. So like if that's the worst thing that ever happened to me was a critique for me to change something, yeah. uh, my life would be awesome. Yeah. But so I think, you know what, if I can get back to social media and then like critiques and all that stuff, yeah, yeah. I think the problem that people seem to have with social media, especially when you're an entertainer, if you get on there and you, and you try your best to entertain yeah, and someone doesn't like it. So like, you know, most of the time these people face to face would never be like, Hey Roy, you're not good at what you're doing. That's yeah. just not going to happen. Now yeah. you might have someone, cause there's a difference between a critique you asked for and then one you didn't. Yeah. So, like, if I said, Roy, like, I'm going to do this uh, thing, you know, on Instagram, tell me what you think, and you say, Austin, I didn't really like it, well, I asked you, yeah. right? It's when you didn't ask anybody, yeah. and then they go, hey, that was bad. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, who are you? You know yeah. what I mean? And that so, can make you not want to. Yeah, it makes you not want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, there's, there's at least, this is why I go by, even if you're, even if you're not good. At something, there's at least a thousand people who will be interested in it. Ooh! Out of a billion people in this world, I think there's more than a thousand. But I'll just stick with the number of thousand. Yeah. So even if you're a good, minimum, yeah, I mean, yeah. good lord. So I mean, see, look at this stuff that's out there. That's okay. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm here to tell y'all, Roy is more talented than a lot of famous singers out there. And, uh, uh, so let's get. You're to, pushing it. Let's get. That's right. Chick Fil A <laughs> mentality. <laughs> I told you, buddy. I told you. And you know me. I'm not a yes man. I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I will tell you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when I believe in something yeah. and somebody, I'm going to go all in on what they're doing. So I appreciate that. I'm a believer in that. Now, so you, you've done, you're, you're still kind of doing music a lot. Yeah. And like you're singing, and I know you sing at church. I've heard you sing. I've had you come and sing at my yeah. church. Like you, you do a lot. But now you're on to new things, and you're doing, you're, you're, I'm not really new in, in the form of replacing new yeah. in the form of adding to your life. Yeah, adding. You are now starting a clothing company. Yes. <laughs> that is more than just like a like we're not talking about merch. Like we're not talking about Roy merch that you can get at some <laughs> no, merch no. table. I wouldn't even buy that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about 
like an actual clothing company yes, that's got this brand. like H&M slash Nike vibe that if you combine them, that's that's kind of the vibe I got. Uh, okay. You can explain I it like to that. me later. Okay. That's that I'm combining those two things. It's called uh, let me see this right here. It's called Run, and then where's it at? Yeah, Run Rule Rain. Yeah, I couldn't remember the second. Kind one. kind of a mouthful, but that's okay. No, it's not. I think it's yeah. great. Yeah, Run Rule Rain is the name of his clothing company that he is starting. And I want you to kind of talk because it's more than just like I'm selling clothes to make money. Yeah, there is a story behind why you're doing it and then what it goes towards. So I want you to just talk about that. Yeah, so I, I knew, I've always known that I wanted to help people. I think I think many people want to help people, but I've always known that that's, that's my thing. I just love making people feel good if I can. Um, I knew I wanted to, I think that's why I chose medicine. I think that's why I initially chose to study medicine because I knew I get to help people in the end or comfort them through whatever trial they're going through. Um, and I also grew the love of clothing I mean, just style, really not clothing, but just style and how you can express yourself through a style. And so, man, actually, so yeah, so that's where this comes in, Run Will Rain. But how it started, though, long ago on a land far away <laughs> in my dorm room. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say like. In Ireland. Uh, I was looking in, over the ocean. In Ireland. No, just the dorm room in Carrollton. Okay, gotcha. Go ahead. In Carrollton. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I was I, w- I wrote a song, and in the chorus, it, the chorus went, run free, rule each minute until you reign again. I think it was around the time my dad was, cause, so he died from cancer. Mm. Or like that was the sad thing. I didn't look into it. But yeah, sure, died from cancer. Um, so I think there was, I just remember that time being kind of not dark in mind, but dark in vision. Like, I just remember like, yeah, it was a little, little cloudy, but I remember writing this song in hopes of getting to a better place. And it, it was, yeah, the chorus went run free, roll each minute until you rain again. So then after I recorded my demo for that, I was like, man, that, that felt good. It was like, let's take a toast to all the roads that we found our way. And we're never leaving. Mm. And that's when the chorus comes in. So I was like, man, this kind of makes me feel good. I was like, okay, well, let me just let me just put this on, I don't know, a PDF. So I, I opened up Photoshop and click, click, type, 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 run, roll, rain. Cool. And I came back to it the next day. Well, why don't I just make a logo just for the sake of it? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, make a logo. It's not the logo that that's that I have now, but. This is why I love creative people <laughs> and creativity. Because this, the process, I'm just, I'm thinking through your process yeah. right now. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm already excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing the finished product and I'm already excited. Yeah. So, and then next thing you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, why don't, why don't I put it on a shirt? Let me just put Run Rule Rain on a shirt. I mean, just a t-shirt. And so then, so then it's not forgotten within my computer files. Um, so actually years passed. I never really, it was just. I generated a photo of it on the shirt and years passed. And I guess I was kind of nervous about starting my own thing. I think that's what we're all worried about is failure. Mm. Uh, but I did have a buddy uh, who I told, like we were just telling stories back and forth. And I mean, he just kind of, he said, why is that sitting on your computer? Actually, I have a few people tell me that. I was like, why, why is it just sitting on your computer or do something with it? And it's like, so what if you fail? And so I went for it. So he actually helped me order my first shirts 
uh, out in Austin, Texas, and I was like, man, this felt good. And said, so, so then, so this was like last, two years ago. So then I'm like, well, why stop at a shirt? How boring is a shirt? I mean, you know, you know me. I mean, I told you how I how I performed my first performance. Yeah. Why stop? Why just stop and yeah. sing? Do more. So do why more. just stop at a shirt? So I was like, let's just do a clothing brand. Boom. So from then on, I was like, man, but how do you even start one? Like, I don't even, I don't know. I anyone. would have no idea. I don't even know anyone. In I would China. have to Google start yeah. a clothing company. So, but I, I somehow remembered uh, a website that where you can contact people in China. So I kind of use my sources here in Carrollton uh, using a company that kind of printed on shirts. And then I use the people in China to make like, like this band that you see in like this headband. Uh, I was like, okay, now I see how these people do it. So then I started doing more stuff in the hats and I realized like, I'm, I'm going to make this. And I think what, what's all, what also is cool is I knew I wanted this to give to something. Like I wanted to give back to something, but I didn't know, I didn't know what it was at the time, but I knew I wanted to give to someone in particular while, while helping to motivate others. But I wasn't sure. But then it's funny because even though I was going through this whole thing with, you know, with my dad and my mom, even like my sister has an, yeah, an illness, I didn't know what I should give to. So two, was it uh, last year? Finally, yes, last year, I figured out that I'm going to give to widows in West Africa. That's awesome. Because my mom's a widow. And it's after doing my own research, I just saw, I mean, we, we already know what, what women go through when, unfortunately for them, in many cultures and societies, men do give them a voice, allows them to give them a, a social power in a community. But I think in developed countries like the United States, it's not much of a, it still is a thing, but it's not much as big as a poor country. So like right. in Nigeria and even India and so many places that are still developing nations, people like women lose their social and economic rights when the man dies. Wow. And I mean, you saw like when my mom, she, she lost her voice, not literal, literal voice, yeah, but like her voice in the community, like, like, like no power. Like, yeah. She had no power, but what saved, what kind of saved her is that she had connections in Nigeria, but she also had education and she also is an, an entrepreneur what many women in developing nations don't have because they relied on a man. So then we figured out, well, instead of just throwing money at them, how do we give to these uh, widows? And so our goal is to give to them, to help them start their own business um, so that they learn that habit and also to also give to their basic needs whether it be like food, shelter, and water. But we, we're still determining how to do that because, you you know, we, we want to not just give blindly. So we're still determining how to do that. But I think the what's cool about the entrepreneur part is that you're not just giving money. You're teaching people to become their own business women, to mm. be their own business, to start their own business, and to take care of themselves and learn this process. So then you're seeing a, it's like you just don't want to give money to someone you might would rather just put it into something that's going to benefit them long run. So I'm excited about that. And also, since a lot of these widows have children, their children get affected as well. So a lot of times when the man dies, the, the child has to be pulled from school because it was the man that was pulling in those school fees for them to go to school. So right now, things could change, but it's 
helping widows in West Africa by helping provide assistance for entrepreneurship, uh, basic needs, and child education. But while wow. I'm doing that, I, I, I don't think the message is just for widows. I think it's for everybody, run Rain, because everyone has a story. Everyone is struggling through something. You name it. People are trying to either, even if it's a small thing, like you, I don't know, like you're just struggling through something. You you can't, you're not sure if you should go to college. You're not sure you want to do this, but your parents are telling you to do this. You lost your brother, you lost your family, you just are struggling through something, you're struggling through identity crisis, and that struggle can keep you from overcoming. It yeah. can keep you from being your best self. I think so many people now with just depression and anxiety, like being increasingly, they're just increasing in rates nowadays, and I think also, unfortunately, even though social media is great, it does play a part in that. Yeah. And you just want people to Realize that that's not important, but you just need to reign over your own challenges. Uh, you need to roll each minute. You need to really be constructive with what you put your time towards. And I think putting that on a style that looks great and just you get to you're you're, you're doing so much. You're helping people look good, and you're also giving to a cause, and you're also helping everyone. And we're all in this together. So we might as well help each other out. So I feel like what better way can you do that than a cool, hopefully cool brand? <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm here to say, and this isn't me just being the Chick-fil-A mentality person. But when I saw, so Roy told me a while back that he was wanting to, uh, or that he, he was kind of showing me kind of the, the beginnings of this clothing brand. And then one day I get this DM on Instagram <laughs> from the clothing brand and looked it up and uh, it's it's my buddy Roy. And so Roy has done a great job with this. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to plug it for you. If you go on Instagram and look up, if you have an Instagram, look up run rule rain at one at run rule rain look it up and, and kind of see some of the stuff that he's doing. It's the brand that gives. And uh, I believe in the the goal for this because it's not just like a, hey, I'm I'm selling some T-shirts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As a fundraiser. Like yeah. he's, Roy is really trying to make a difference in what he's doing. And I, I like the fact that, and what I want to challenge you to do specifically yeah. is I, because a lot of people, and we, you know, you and I talk about this all the time, is like, especially in in West Georgia, but I think in all over, I think, I think probably it, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about at Starbucks, but I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think we see a lot of like this potential in the people oh, yes. we know. In, so much potential. Yeah. So many talented people. So much, but it's almost like all this talent and then there's like a doorstop yeah. and it's like, well, I, I wish I could open the door a little bit more, but I can't because of this door. I think, I think it's all over. Yeah. I think we're just we're in an area where people just don't know that much because West Georgia is like a big small area. Yeah, yeah, it's gigantic in that it's spread out. Yeah, but that and when you get into the towns like that of Douglasville, Villa Rica, Carrollton, yeah, yeah. inside those towns are these, I mean, extremely talented yeah, people. Yeah. I think what it is is it's apathy. I think a lot of people get apathetic in that they're they're comfortable in where they are and yeah. they know that if they were to take that next step like they took steps to get to where they are those steps were nothing compared to this next step to get better and and, and better than they ever have before yeah. whether whether that's in music preaching 
yeah. clothing brand. And it's easy being comfortable. It's totally it's, easy yeah. being comfortable. But it, I think what helped me was that I, as the, the story that you might have heard me say, I, I didn't get room to be comfortable. We always, you know, we moved. Like, even after, like, after the year September 11th, my mom got a job in Dubai. And, like, that was a quick decision. Like, I had to move. And then when we moved from there, my dad, before he passed away, my dad couldn't come to Nigeria with us because he didn't have a visa. I think things cracked down after September 11th. So he had to go to Nigeria. So it was like, there was always a change. It was always like, I always felt something uncomfortable. So I was Mm -hmm. so used to it. And I think a lot of people get used to being comfortable, but not only because of of themselves being used to it, but also who they surround themselves with. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I, I mean, you see them like moving, like they move together. Yeah. And, you almost can't blame them, but it's it's our, our community that kind of helps us mold who we are. And so if they're comfortable, hey, we might as well be comfortable too so we can look just as equally as, quote, unquote, important, whatever that means. No, I We understand. can look regular, quote, unquote, regular, whatever that means. Yeah. And everyone, every community has their own meaning of looking normal, but. Yeah. Yeah. I, and so it's funny too because, um, like, we have such similar, not in that, like I've gone through anything near what you've gone through. Yeah, However, yeah, but like, I, so I've talked about it on here before, but we, I've lived in every, every, uh, little city town or whatever in West Georgia. So I, I lived in Temple. I've yeah. lived in Bremen, Douglasville. I grew up basically in Douglasville. Now Villa Rica and, uh, Carrollton. Yeah. So I've seen them all. Yeah. And, and all five are the same, but all five are different <laughs> in that, like it, the makeup of the people and what they do and how they do it. And, kind of the goals reached by some individuals there it seems like what frustrates me is that they get comfortable in being comfortable yeah because it's easy to be comfortable yeah and there's always that stuff i'm like man if you would just do if you would just go all in so like when i was starting this podcast i would have people kind of like john at me all the time about like oh yeah when's that podcast coming out like stuff like that yeah because i announced it in like 2018 okay and it didn't come out till february 2019 and it was early 2018. Yeah. Like, I'm talking yeah. in March. Okay. I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. Yeah. And everyone was like, right, you're going to start a podcast. <laughs> now, I don't I don't think, maybe I have, but I don't think I've given anyone a reason to think I won't do something. I think they're just used to that. That's what I'm saying. They're used, because I, yeah. I no. mean, think about it. So you start, and this is what I was going to say to you a minute ago, is whatever this is, mm-hmm. this clothing brand, I, and I shouldn't say it like that, because uh. this is more than what, like, okay, whatever this phase <laughs> yeah. is, I say, I say go after it. I, I, I mean, run after it and then rule and then reign after. You know what I'm saying? And that's R E A I G N, not R A I N. Come on, preach. <laughs> Although the other one would be dope yeah. too. Both are dope. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is there has to be. I really think it. All it takes, if you go all in on something, I think people are afraid to because they don't think they're talented enough or good enough to yeah. do it. I, I honestly don't think it matters. I think if people just see that you're passionate about it, yeah. people are, are drawn to passion. Yeah. And I, I think, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. I think instead of just doing a job that you have, do that job with passion. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, maybe you're like, well, I'm an accountant. So, like, yeah. I, I'm saying they're like... But, like, I, pure authentic passion and nothing else. If, like, if, if there's more, if it's, like, fame that's driving you or something else that's... Mm-hmm. Because there are people who will tell you they're passionate about something, but <laughs> we kind of talked about it. But if it's your true passion and it brings you joy and it makes you sweat, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, people, you're right. People will fall in line with that, and people will take notice of it. And then you will, 
you may not be great at it, but if it's your passion, you will get better at it. Yeah. And you will head towards greatness. Exactly. I think, I think you gotta go, you gotta go running after whatever it is you're passionate about because I, I see too many people that, that have an idea for something. Yeah. And they'll get to the foundation of it and realize the foundation of it is easier than what comes next because what comes next is a lot of, is a lot of planning is a lot of doing. And it's easy to sit in a room with a friend or sit at a coffee shop with a friend and be like, bro, I got this idea for a podcast. Dude, I got this idea for a clothing brand, you know? And like, like, yeah, dude, that looks dope. And you come up with some concepts and you come up with a cool logo or whatever. It's a whole nother thing to actually put it all to practice. Yeah. And I, I not not I not uh you might listen to this podcast not to put him on spot but it was it's not just him there were multiple people who who I pitched the idea to um I like what I was trying to do but they all backed out realizing how much work there was to yeah me. but that helped me to learn that helped me learn that made me learn a lot and I'm actually glad I'm doing all the work right now because I get to build the foundation I get to build the image well the cool I thing want. is is one day. One day when you do start hiring people for this, yeah, you'll know better than they do how yeah. it should work. Yeah, because I, you made yeah. it successful. Yeah, and I I think it all worked out in the end, and no hard feelings to anybody. But I think it just it worked out because because when I started pitching it to people or showing people, I didn't know what I was giving to. So it would have probably I would have been giving to something that I wasn't passionate about. Right. I would have probably chosen something that I think people will will latch on because oh it sounds cool oh this is in you know i mean you know my father passed away from cancer i could have chosen cancer and people were like oh okay you know but no i chose something that i don't know if anyone cares about but i care about it exactly uh and so that's what's making me work hard and yeah I, and that that planning period man if i could tell you how many times i closed my laptop Threw it across the room, but it was my old MacBook, not my new one. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to be smart yeah, when you're got, raging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was frustrating because I would, I would, uh, I guess I, I would cast myself out and I'd be like, "What am I doing? What, what stupid idea is this?" But there's something inside me that wanted it, and I would open it up the next day on a fresh mind, and I would work hard until I would again rage, <laughs> yeah, throw my yeah. 2007 MacBook. There you go. <laughs> Smart (laughs) anger. Yeah. (laughs) And I'd pick it up again until I got to a point that I'm at now where I'm more confident that I'm more confident in where it can go. Yeah. And it just took, because I was passionate about it, like you were saying, it's like, and it got me to the next level and it got me better than I, I was better than who I was yesterday. Mm. Don't be afraid to do what you're passionate about. Yeah. I think, I think that's where, a lot of people are. It's yeah. because they don't, someone might not think it's cool or yeah. whatever. I mean, that sounds very Disney channel, but yeah. I, I think like when, I mean, when I said I was going to do a podcast and it had nothing to do with me being a pastor or me being a preacher, or mm. anything of the sort, it's just yeah. something I believed in and believe in. Yeah. And I wanted to do it. Yeah. No one was going to tell me otherwise. And I did hear from several people that were like, and, and they might listen now. They might not. I don't know. But yeah. some people were, I mean, we're, we're about to be 11 episodes deep after this. Yeah. That's and awesome. Which is, which is, I, I could, cause I know how people are and I know how I like most have a tendency to be three episodes in. 
And I'm like, dude, this actually takes a lot more than just interviewing somebody and then throwing it up. Yeah. There's a lot more that goes to it. Dude. And and so now for some people that do a podcast, they might be like, that's all I do. You know, I'm like, <laughs> well, congratulations. I just, We're not talking about you. I have standards. So anyway, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But I think, uh, I mean, I, I don't like, I don't really have much of a team. I had a team help me put this together and now I yeah. do the rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I heard people say, oh, you're going to do a podcast? Right, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Then I go three in, and then they're like, like, I'm three episodes into it, and they're like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think you'd actually do it. <laughs> and now we're about to be 11 in, and I'm like, every single time I hit publish, uh, I do it with pride. I'm like, I'm like uh, uh, thanks for driving me. Click, you know. It's like a celebration song comes on every yeah. time you, you click yeah. publish. And now we're almost, we're getting close to 2,000 downloads. And, and like that, that's now for awesome. me, it could be a lot better. I want it to be a lot better, and I think one day it, it will. It will, be. of course. I think it will be. Oh, I wanted to give some, well, I'll do that. You're going to, you probably already heard it. Because you're going to hear an intro at the beginning of this episode. Right now, you're at the end of the episode, and you're like, why are you talking about the intro of the episode at the end of the episode? It's because I just thought of what I'm going to say in the intro that's pre-recorded that I'm going to do tomorrow. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Me might have lost some money, but I got you. Someone, I got someone just double-tapped the home button and then, and then quit out of their out of Spotify or quit out of iTunes. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah, they're like, okay, you said too much too fast. <laughs> Um, but how do you rate this podcast? Uh, yeah, One no. out of five stars. <laughs> These five stars. They, they lost me. I did it. Anyways. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I, uh, but I do. I, I believe in overcoming apathy any way that you can because if you're if you're doing what you're passionate about and you're actually passionate about it, then you want to see it be fulfilled, whether it is successful or not. Go after and see what happens. If you never go after what you're passionate about then you'll be more upset with yourself than if you went after it and it failed. Yeah, it failed, and you're like, okay, I tried. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if this podcast crashes and burns one day. You won't, I, be, you won't be thinking about it. I won't be thinking about it because, like, you know what, I did it, I and I did this many yeah. episodes, and I'm proud of what I did, um, and I'm glad I just tried it. Or, you know, I could never do it, and then 10 years from now, I'm like, yeah, I wish I'd start yeah. that podcast. <laughs> Because then someone else started Your Story Matters, yeah, and yeah. I'm going to think about it every day, and I'm going <laughs> to delete everything on my phone. So, yeah. Um, that's what I believe. But, dude, I, I really believe in what you're doing. This run, rule, rain, I think is dope. Thank you. What you're doing in music Appreciate is incredible. Um, I, I think it's so funny, too, because when you, like, when I meet local musicians, and I guess it's just because of the people, like, I mean, when you think musicians in West Georgia, like, the, only the people I know are, are worship leaders. Yeah. And then when you're like, no, I'm a local musician. Yeah. You're like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty cool, dude, <laughs> you know. And they're never that, yeah, like, yeah. it's like, oh, that's, that's good for a local guy. I, I don't know. I, actually, I never tell people I do music because even when people tell me they do music and they hand out your mixtape, hey, yo, you check out thought. my mixtape. I'm like, uh, sure. Yeah. And then you listen to it. It's like, yeah, that's pretty great. So that's why I don't tell people I do music because I already know what they're thinking. Oh, you're, you're that kind. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got a mixtape. No, no, I don't. Yeah, exactly. But. <laughs> but I think the thing with Roy all is he's, he is, uh, he's good. I no, really I do appreciate him. that. Like, yeah. He's good. <laughs> Crazy story, man. Like it, the things you've had to overcome, and I know, I, I think you would be successful without those moments, but I think those moments are now driving you to do more. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, yeah, I don't know if I would, I I mean, think about it. I don't think I would have even tried this clothing brand. I wouldn't have written that song if I was not in a bad place. Right. So, therefore, this clothing brand wouldn't exist. If you're able to use the negativity in your life as yeah. electricity, as power, yeah. that's that's something that it takes a special something to do that because most people that that's just negative that breaks them down yeah. if you're able to take that 
and move forward with yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. almost like gasoline. Yeah, that's impressive. And it's okay to be down on yourself. Like sure. I mean, I there there are moments where I I know now I know myself pretty well in this area where where I I know I'm I'm gonna pout for a while. I'm gonna be sad, but I, I'll tell myself, okay, Roy, you've got two hours to do absolutely nothing. You can watch Netflix. You can eat whatever you want. You can cry if you want. But when it that alarm rings, you got to get out of it. Or I'll give myself a whole day, and I tell myself, "Okay, you feel bad. You don't feel like you you messed up, or you feel like you've messed up, and you feel like you did not go achieve what you wanted to achieve." And I say, "Okay, you got a day. Do you have one day to sulk, and that's it? But after that, when you wake up, you hit that go button and you go." Um, so I think there are those moments. But yeah, like you said, just kind of take it the most you can and turn it into something positive because someone could learn you can learn from your story and then you can someone else can learn from what you've learned from your story yeah exactly i think it's great i think if you um that's why i'm a believer in this podcast and like just doing uh anything that because and again i don't want this to be a q and a i I don't want because it kind of is um and we even heard people today they were like well this yours is more of an interview style which it is but I want it to be a conversation yeah. and and you sharing your story and us just kind of talking about the ins and outs of what you're doing and why you're doing it. This is important to someone out yeah. there. And, um, we're, we're, I don't know. we're conversing. Yeah. It's a conversation. Yeah. And I'm hoping people yeah. can use it. Um, so <laughs> I, I mean, I really do. Cause I think, um, with what you've gone through and then how you're, you're doing life now in an impressive way uh, is good for somebody. Yeah. Hopefully I am. <laughs> I think so. Roy, how can people connect with you? Man, you can check me out. Well, yeah. For the clothing brand, you can follow at Run Will Rain everywhere. And yeah, my artist name is Roy DK. It's spelled R O Y D K E. I know it's a little weird. I took out a vowel there, but R O Y D K E on every platform. Yeah, that's that's it. What else is going on in your life that you want people to know about? <clears throat> well, um, so yeah, I mean, right now, you know, I'm I'm still I'm still working towards the medicine career but i recently went to colorado and i was offered someone saw the work i did on my own clothing brand and just what i've done with branding and marketing so this this doctor who wanted me to work for him as a doctor of pa now wants me wants to hire me to do some branding for him and the opportunity and being being in colorado kind of opened up my mind to what the possibilities could be if I were to do that because I mean yeah I mean he is like <laughs> I, I would travel whenever the company travels and it just so I'm still I'm trying to figure that out and um I think I might have to take it take him up on that offer uh it's just incredible I just never thought I've always dreamed about working with brands mm-hmm. and creating a brand but the fact that I actually get to do it and he's like uh now you're doing both yeah the opportunity to do both do that to do both <laughs> yeah the opportunity to do both <laughs> i can't talk all this coffee no no thank you Austin. you're welcome <laughs> anything for you oh uh, man but <laughs> well look if you haven't um make sure you connect with roy uh and check out his clothing brand run rural rain and uh, just follow what he's doing i think he what he's doing is awesome and i think you can get involved in it and or just at least follow along with it. I mean, my goodness, it's just I mean, fun to yeah. watch. Now I can't stop because this is what all the podcast was about. Yeah, and I mean, now it's out there. Yeah, so if you stop there. now, it's going to make me look really bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, you got to keep going. <laughs> um, hey, guys, that is the episode. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe 
follow us on Instagram at YSM Podcast. You can swipe also, up. yeah, you can swipe, swipe up. up. <laughs> swipe up. Uh, I don't know how you would do that right now. Uh, maybe, maybe like 10 years to figure out how. Swipe up. Years, swipe, swipe up. up. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> Make sure you're following us at YSM Podcast on Instagram. Look for us on Facebook. Just look Your Story Matters and find the little yellow logo. Um, and, and then uh, like the page and you can always keep up with what we're doing. That is Roy. My name is Austin. Whether you agree or disagree, it's all for him. Roy, thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much.